Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the Natural Habitat Podcast Costume Contest. What? Enter today and win prizes from all of our sponsors. Meister how do High I do End. that? Uh, here, I'll, I'll let you know. This is how you do it. You take a picture of yourself in costume. It could be from, and then? from this year. It could be from last year, from childhood, whatever. Then you email it to naturalhabitatpodcast at gmail.com. And then? And then you win sweet, sweet prizes. Holy shit, Jay. Uh-huh. You get shit from Meister High End. Nice. Beeline Hempwick. Nicer. Elementium Lighter. Very nice. Tobacco Martin Paso Robles, California. Always hooking it up. The nicest. And also a bunch of other random swag, swag from us. Swag, swag. Whatevs. Mm-hmm. T-shirts and what have you. Jargon. Yeah. So enter the contest and if you're not the type that dresses up in halloween costumes then why don't you just jack off and enter our jack off <laughs> that doesn't sound good but it is good it is good it's a jack-o-lantern <laughs> contest that's right we should be, we should definitely be clear every time we say <laughs> enter the jack off and send us or actually in this way you just tag it or send it to the email whatever tag it nhp jack off a photo of your jack-o'-lantern that you carved this year. Yeah, I know you're doing it. Everybody's doing it. And don't just take a picture of a crazy jack-o'-lantern of like a butthole that well, you no. found online and then try to say it's yours because we know you didn't make it. We'll know. We've seen them all. Yeah, you don't have to add a newspaper in your picture or anything, but we'll know. Yeah. We'll know. We already know. Mm-hmm. All right. Today, we're getting into something that we don't know, actually, strangely enough. We know a lot of things, but not everything's. <laughs> <laughs> but we're willing to learn some things. That's right. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to learn. This is uh, part one of our three-parter, and we also have a lucky contest winner with us today. So you ready to get into this? Yep. Let's do it. The Natural Podcast. Yo, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, before we get into it, we had a contest on our website um, at our secret stash, which is a little hidden area on our website, to, uh, to find someone to come and join us on an episode. You come and sit in on the whole episode and uh, have fun in the discussion, watch whatever we're watching, do whatever we're doing, smoke whatever we're smoking. So today we have a winner from that contest. There was no official rules for the contest saying who could and could not enter. So I entered and I happened to win. So I'm oh. going to be on the show all day. Sweet. Yeah, I'm going to be sitting in just as if I were here all the time. And uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, I guess nobody knew about the secret stats. <laughs> <laughs> not even you, right? I don't think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. new to me. It was a contest that I ran. I didn't tell anybody about it. I entered and I won. So... I'm really glad that I did. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. 
Um, I listened to the show first time, long time. Oh, wait, no, long time, first time is what I meant to say. Oh, nice. No, first time, long time. First time, been on the show, long time I've been listening. So First time, long time listener. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> first time, long time. Right. Uh, so what are, what, what, are, what are we doing here today? We are getting hypothetical. Oh, for really? Yep, because that's really all you can do without like solid concrete evidence. So we're getting hypothetical with it. So and, uh, I listen to the show a lot. Should I be uh, should I be mumbling or coughing or laughing or saying like a lot right probably. now? Or yeah, probably. okay, cool. Yeah, just making sure. All right, all right. So like, <coughs> uh, <laughs> it's it's very cool, man. <laughs> stuff right 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 okay yeah so so yeah so it's about uh hypothetical it it's saying basically an a uh, version of a history of where we possibly originated um could have been atlantis could have been whatever and uh we're just going off of um their evidence which has been gathered through a bunch of sources that they'll explain during watching it yeah you know but uh so basically it's just like trying to explain our past and how we got to where we're at and it's kind of a it's kind of an alternative thinking of you know human uh, history and and ancient knowledge and yeah and one of the one of the main things on here is uh is lumerians i believe it's pronounced right i've heard that word a lot i've heard a lot of smart people talk about it i don't know what it means but we're about to find out today yes something so yeah something i don't know <laughs> yeah so uh the video that we are watching is in the description of this podcast wherever you're listening to it and it's also we would on YouTube. say go watch it, but it's gonna spoil our fucking three part episode, so don't go watch it. Yeah, don't watch it. Actually, I'm not even gonna tell you the name of the the video. Is actually called "Think Our Not What History Is We." We'll tell you on uh, part three. Yeah, it's gonna be the big release. Reveal. The big oh yeah, <laughs> big release sounds like I'm gonna come. <laughs> big reveal is what I meant to say, and that sounds like I'm gonna expose myself. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to say either of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm really glad that I won this contest and I got to be here. I'm geeking out. Me too. It's cool. I'm excited for you. Mm-hmm. Woo! All right. It always feels good to win something. Right, especially this close to Halloween. You're a winner, bro. What do you call me? How? Oh, all right, cool. Um, okay, you ready to start this? Let's go. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yep. Okay, let's get into this. So Joey found this video and was like, hey, we need to watch this. We need to check this out. And I was like, I hate this guy's voice. Immediately, I was like, I don't like this guy's voice. I hate it. And then he was like, no. It, it has an effect on it or whatever. But Yeah, it's like know. sped up and it's got some weird thing going on. It's just pitched up. Yeah, Yeah, but I think it's just because he... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why they did it, but it gets less painful as you go on. So. Just be open-minded and think of like, you know, this is not a factual thing. This is just an alternate. Yeah, it's just a theory. It's a fun, yeah, it's, it's a fun theory that we're going to dive into. 
Yeah, that's why we like this shit. Mm -hmm. so just be open minded and like see what your take is, see what you get from it, you know? Yeah, and I think before we start it, I think that one of the most important things is that conspiracy theories are fun. You know what I mean? Like, they're awesome to look into, they're fun to think about, they're cool to research, all of these like different things that may or may not have happened. And for one, because a lot of them have actually happened. There's people like people that have found information that says that things that were told to us to have not happened have actually happened. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard it, sentence. It, this shit always comes out later, you know, like the truth will be found out eventually. Yeah, and it's always some fucking guy on his computer that fucking uncovers some crazy shit. So you never know if you could be that next guy. Yeah. But the key is to not get stuck on a conspiracy. We don't dedicate our lives to a conspiracy. We don't spend years and years, like we bounce around between things constantly. You and me both, we're always on a new thing all the time. Yeah, and it's just because, uh, I don't know, they're interesting, you know? They, they, it's cool to see like how people think yeah. and like how people create and perceive perception, you know? It's, it's a weird thing. Like I've been obsessed with it over like the last year. Yeah. And, and perspective and perception is like the craziest fucking thing. Everybody's in their own little boat, their own little vehicle traveling through fucking time and they can't see it any other way. It's so funny. It's so funny that we all think that the same like that, you know, like we all think like the whole universe revolves around us in a sense. Yeah. And it's pretty intense. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, intense to like, see people's reaction to things and like see i don't know man people people identify with weird shit yeah everybody's everybody's the center of their own universe yeah and i think that what really breaks down that barrier in your mind is psychedelics and people that have done a lot of psychedelics start coming up with some crazy ass theories yeah. that that may or may not hold well, some truth it's that's true but that's not like the definer either you yeah know what i'm saying like i think just being open-minded in general if not not um immediately like disagreeing with something because you think it's wrong and then turning it off right away and shutting it down just like you know hear something out all the way and yeah. then decide after what you take from it and what you don't yeah, it's yeah, the same with I mean, uh it's just like having a conversation. You let someone else present their side. You don't cut them off in the middle and go, yeah, no, that's a lie. You don't trump that bitch." Yeah, well, that's the problem. <laughs> and you know, and, I don't know, it's hard to it's especially when it comes to things like this because people who are religious are not going to not even going to give this a time of day. People who um you know, have very strong beliefs about whatever because they've been practicing those beliefs for fucking their entire lives you know you can't just break that in a day you can't just um un unravel what's been fucking woven in through that much time yeah you know, it's it's really hard to break down barriers and walls with people when it comes to beliefs and things like that and you know it's it's if you listen to uh richard dawkins you hear him talking he tells like how much of a percentage of people think that the world is only 10,000 years old or whatever is a fucking astounding. And, you know, it, I mean, it, 
so and they would never like even take the time to look at something like this because yeah. of their beliefs or whatever because and they're incapable of being open-minded because of what they chose to identify with yeah they immediately would be like what if a child sees this and it leads them away from god and fucking it's a cartoon it's crazy man perception yeah it's perspective it's fucking it's, it's outrageous kind of <laughs> it's a trip well it's like a never-ending battle let's uh let's put some perspective on this yeah let's see what these nerds got to say all right here here it goes here we go and here starts part one of our three-part alternative history of humankind man being things there was a time long ago when humans existed at a very high level of consciousness we were interdimensional and we're very psychic and we all had vaginas right are we going to get to that they'll get to it all right we communicated through thought and emotion much like how animals do rather than speaking or writing which would seem very primitive we lived primarily on a large string of islands called Lemuria, but there was a consciousness shift. We moved up in consciousness, and the islands of Lumeria sank beneath the oceans. At the time of this shift, a new continent rose out of the waters. We called it Atlantis. Back in the early 1900s, the spiritual path of the United States was similar to what's happening today. People began to learn about meditation and study ancient lands like Atlantis and Lemuria. We actually found quite a bit of evidence that Lemuria existed, and it had to do with coral. See, the ocean floor does rise and fall, Coral can exist up to 150 feet under the surface of the water. In 1910, the surface of the ocean was probably higher because they were able to see coral rings heading away from Easter Islands for a great distance. These rings were estimated to be found at 1,800 feet, which means that for them to have existed, they would have had to be much higher and sunk slowly. Probably more important, they also found the exact same fauna and flora from the Hawaiian Islands all the way to the Easter Islands. This is a great distance, but if you look at a map, you'll see a long string. That string, according to Thoth, used to run along the western shores of Lemuria. It is only on these islands that have the same flora and fauna. Same trees, bugs, bacteria, everything. Science can only explain this if there were closer land bridges between these islands at one point. Although we were studying this at that time, World War I began soon after, and we lost interest in spirituality and the ancient lands for a very long time. After the sinking of Lemuria and the rising of Atlantis, at first the human race became scattered. We moved to various islands and continents all over the world because we didn't have a home. Yet. We didn't know where to go. At that time, there were about 1,000 humans at a very high consciousness, more than all of the rest. They were called the Nikals. Today, we know them as Ascended Masters. The Nikals began preparing like Atlantis to be our new home. They projected their energies across the surface of the continent in the form of the Tree of Life, not with 10 circles, but with 12, an extra on top on the island of Udal, and an extra on the bottom in the water. There were 10 components on the mainland, and even though it extended over hundreds of miles on the surface, it was projected to the accuracy of a single atom. We chose to move to Atlantis because of the Kundalini. In humans, the Kundalini is often referred to as the energy serpent that runs up and down your spine. When activated, it provides an immense amount of energy through all of the chakras. The Earth itself also has a Kundalini because the Earth is alive, like an organism, running from the center of the planet to a specific place on the surface. Wherever the Kundalini resides, the people there become the spiritual leaders of the world. Okay. That was just like a whole slew of crazy ass information <laughs> yeah but it, um, a lot of it makes sense <clears throat> so there was a thousand people that all lived on the string of planets and they were all exalted beings buddhas that not were, planets they all lived here no oh yeah a string of islands is what i meant to say yeah and they were all they all had like you know were in tune with themselves third eye wide open actually literally in the in the drawings of them 
they were like all equal to like a Buddha. Yeah. You know, like they were like a thousand Buddhas all fucking just living. That's right? crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, one Buddha now comes like every like every equinox or something. Yeah, it's like 36,000 years or something like that. No, it's 13 or something. 13? Yeah, 36 is like a whole or whatever. Yeah. 32 or whatever. It's like a whole procession or whatever. But anyway, so know. whatever the which. fucking math and science is, it's a fucking long time. Hold on. Anyway. Hold on. Just leave a hole right here. Okay, I'm going to put in the math and science right there. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, um, I it's hard to... It's hard to fathom this kind of stuff, right? It's hard to think about this. What the what the time frame is that they're talking about too? You know, it's a long fucking time ago. Yeah, like more than you know. It's like a long fucking time ago. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but um, all recorded history talks of Atlantis being pre all of that. Yeah. So, like you know, think of whatever, however long you think. And then double that. And then double that. You know, it's yeah. probably like, you know, it's probably like a long fucking time. And we still can't, we still can't fathom it. Like, it's hard for us to see, th to actually think about that much amount of time. Like, I, I read something about how hard it is for human beings to understand exponential growth. And it was like, if you had a piece of paper and you folded it, like I, it wasn't even that many times. It might have been 187 or like 87 times. Then it would reach from the Earth to the Moon because of exponential growth. Because it doubles every time you fold it. But you wouldn't be able to fold it that much. But uh, that's like that's crazy shit if you think about it. You know what? I'm actually gonna Google this real quick and get my facts right. Put a hole in that. Put a hole in that. Put a hole right here. <laughs> So it says that you can fold a piece of typical paper 42 times and you would have a tower that would stretch to the moon. And it says uh -huh. that the record is 12 folds. So a 12-fold piece of paper that isn't even table height is hard to imagine getting from here to the moon in 30 folds. That's because our brains are inclined to think linearly and not exponentially. So, that's legit. Do you want to watch this video of this guy explaining it real fast? A video within a video? <laughs> that's why we don't understand it. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, here. As I said in this video, we can fold a single piece of paper in half more than eight times. The current record is 12 folds. But why stop there? Hypothetically speaking, if the average paper thickness is tenth of a millimeter, how many half folds we have to make? Okay, did you see how big that fucking piece of paper was that was folded 12 times? Yeah, it had to be a fucking football field size. Yeah. How many folds to reach the space 100 kilometers above us? 30 folds. How many until we reach the moon? 42. The sun? 51. And now the final one. How many folds you have to make? So that final piece of paper is 93 billion light years, or the diameter of the observable universe. Wait for it, 100 
three folds. 103 yeah, fucking times. Too, but we are not. What the fuck? Okay, yeah. so that goes, that right there, how I can't wrap my mind around that, Joey can't wrap his mind around that, and everybody listening can't, that is how much we understand how long ago this was. <laughs> yeah. You see how I brought that back? Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's how much we don't get it. When you try to think about billions of years ago, you don't get it. Like, you you don't even you, come even close to understanding. Even like, understand what a Buddha is. You can't even get that. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to meditate or, like, how to fucking... You can't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't even know if that shit's real, but it is real because they do it, you know? Like, I mean, um, I've seen monks do crazy shit, you know? Like, crazy shit that not average people can do. Yeah. Balancing on tips of fucking swords and shit. Doing all kinds of, like, crazy shit, you know? Like, crazy monk power shit, you know? Like, and, yeah. And um, they're just using their abilities. Wim Hof, he's another one. He might as well be a monk. You know, he's fucking using his abilities. You know, it's like there is a way. We just don't understand it because we don't have those abilities. Yeah, but all you, know? you have, all we have to do is just spend time channeling our chakras and trying oh, yeah, to get that this sounds shit so going. Easy. And then boom, done. Yeah, super. <laughs> yeah, it only takes dedication and a lifetime in the forest. Yeah, your whole life. Yeah, people give up their and, whole lives. And you still don't even get it most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's like the ultimate sacrifice to like to like give up everything to be that in tune with like everything, you know? Yeah. But that's but I think that's what it is is that once you once you get to that level, you realize that none of these things in this world matter, like in this plane. You know, like material possessions. You can give up all your material possessions and wear a fucking monk robe. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can, no, you cannot talk. We for all three years. understand that. We all realize that. Yeah. We all know that material things ain't shit. Mm -hmm. But, but we don't. What we don't understand is enlightenment. That we can't understand until you go through it. You yeah. Know? It's not a fathomable thing. It's like uh, even even meditation doesn't seem real. Yeah. You know, but it is. So, you know what I'm saying? Explain that. Yeah. I don't know. And people can get into some crazy altered states of consciousness just from breathing yeah. and meditation. Yeah. And then you look at um, the type of things that they're saying, like they have like third eyes and they have like telekinesis and fucking they have, um, um, you know, whatever they could, they could go anywhere, talk to anybody, do everything without even moving. They could do it all, you know, and that's that's the power of enlightenment. Okay, let's find out what else they could do. The Earth chose Atlantis to be the new energetic center of the planet. After Atlantis, the Kundalini moved to the mountains of Tibet, which is why the Buddhists were the leaders in pure spirituality for the last thirteen thousand years. It was a very pure place. It moved again within the last 10 years, but that's a story for another time. If you want to read more, check out the book The Serpent of Light by Drunvalo Melchizedek. Suddenly, in a single day, the Nikals breathed life into the Tree of Life on the surface of Atlantis. This created vortexes of energy rotating out of each and every circle. Once the vortexes were established, the children of Lemuria began to be called forth. 
millions upon millions of Lemurians who had settled all across the planet began to be pulled toward Atlantis. A great migration began. However, the Lemurian body of consciousness had only reached the age of 12 as a planetary consciousness. Because we were right-brained, we were a female species, like a 12-year-old girl. And some of our centers weren't working yet. They had worked with these energies, but only mastered eight of the 10. Each migrating Lemurian was attracted to one of these eight centers on Atlantis, depending on the nature of the individual. There, they settled and began to build cities. That left two vortexes with nobody using them, not a single person. These two vortexes were pulling life toward them, and in life, you can't have an empty place. Life will find a way to fill it. Similar to if you were driving along a freeway, following another car, and you drop too far behind, someone will fill the place. That's exactly what happened on Atlantis. Though the Lemurians had only filled eight of the vortex areas, Mayan records state clearly that there were 10 cities in Atlantis when it fell. You can see these records in the Troano document, which is now located in the British Museum. This document is estimated to be 3,500 years old, and it describes in detail the sinking of Atlantis. To fill these two empty vortexes, according to Thoth, two extraterrestrial races stepped in. Not one, but two completely different races. The first race were the Hebrews, coming from our future. Thoth says that they came from off-planet, but we don't know where exactly. The Hebrews were kind of like a kid who went through fifth grade and didn't make it, so they had to do that grade over again. They learned all the math, the left brain stuff, but they didn't get the right brain aspect of evolving consciousness, the doing. They didn't graduate. The Hebrews. Yep. Okay. ...to the next level of evolution, so they had to do it again. They knew a lot of things that we didn't know yet and brought many concepts and ideas to us that we weren't aware of yet. Now, if this is true, this would explain quite a few things about the Hebrew people in general. They seem to have many sacred geometries hidden within their culture. It also puts perspective on the story of Exodus. Perhaps Moses incarnated into that lifetime to free the Hebrews because they were not direct descendants of humans and were being treated unfairly. Or could it be that Moses was visited by an ascended master of the Hebrews who guided him to free their people? Given what we know about dimensions and consciousness, it definitely puts a fresh perspective on old stories that didn't make much sense. We could talk about this more, but let's continue for now. There were no problems caused by the Hebrews coming to Atlantis. They actually benefited our evolution. The other race that stepped in caused big problems. These beings came from the nearby planet of Mars. See, according to Thoth, Mars looked very much like Earth a little less than a million years ago. It was beautiful. It had oceans and water and trees that were just fantastic. But something happened to them, and it has to do with something called the Lucifer Experiment. From the very beginning of creation, everything is simply an experiment. Creation itself was just consciousness creating and inhabiting itself in that creation. Okay, they're starting to lose me. Why? <laughs> I was having fun at first. But, so, Mars was, which I guess, yeah, there's, uh, there's like signs of running water that used to be on Mars. And it looks like some barren desert. And you can look at the desert, say, in California and think about how it used to be like a lush forest and grand, like grassland and all this shit. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're saying that these Martians came along with the Hebrews. And those were the ones that shoved their penises in our vaginas? Or are we getting to that? Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, all right. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so if you know um anything about hebrews they're kind of like that's always a thing they're, they really aren't like oh no they seem like uh their religion is way different and they believe super different things they definitely believe about somebody coming from somewhere else yeah so, uh who knows you know like i said this is like a this is like a blending of everything and it's um talking about shit that they found directly from like those um 
scriptures you saw right there. And it shows that, you know who Thoth is, right? No. Thoth was the um, Egyptian god of writing, the inventor of writing and alphabets, hieroglyphics. Oh, the with the bird head. He was, yeah, he was the scribe of the underworld. Okay. Yeah, and so um, that's who they're talking about. He's supposedly he's the storyteller, the one who taught everybody how to write and do all this shit to be able to um, pass down the stories and everything. Man, that's so crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. So like. They're pulling from everything, you know, they're pulling and and the way that they relate stuff is really good because it has like a it has a good timeline. It shows like um how one turns into the other, turns into the other, turns into the other. You yeah. Know? And that that's how the story keeps getting handed down. And like Christianity is like the most recent one. But like the same stories have been told through different religions all the way back because it's it came from one story. Something like that. Yeah. Right? All right. The divine plan. There is no divine plan. Spirit <laughs> can do whatever it wants. <laughs> Having said that, if spirit decides to cut itself off from the rest of consciousness and create a separate reality on its own, it can do that too. This is called the Lucifer experiment. Because spirit is God, it can do this. There is nothing wrong with that. We've kind of been led to believe that Lucifer is evil and the devil. This just isn't true. Lucifer is just another means of perceiving the reality. It is not a unity perception of oneness, uh? but rather a duality perception Dang. of two-ness. There's a flower of life pattern for Lucifer as well, but that's a big topic for another time. Anytime the Lucifer experiment has been attempted in the universe, it always ends in failure. The species will cut itself off from love and will become incredibly male, left-brained. What always ends up happening is that everyone becomes very greedy. There is no compassion for one another, and everyone ends up fighting until they end up killing themselves. More than a million years ago, the beings on Mars joined the Lucifer experiment, and it failed dramatically. Basically, they cut themselves off from the unity of the universe and created a separate reality. When the Martians severed the love bond, they became pure male, logical beings with no emotions. What happened on Mars was that they ended up fighting. Mars became a battleground. Eventually, it became clear that Mars was not going to survive. They blew their atmosphere away and destroyed the surface of the planet. Nova recently did an episode on planetary magnetics, and they found some interesting things about Mars. The planet didn't have a magnetic system, however the surface was magnetized, implying that at one point it did, but that something happened. Now, we've been discussing the star tetrahedron before, and now I want to give you a brief understanding of the Merkava. The Merkaba was known in ancient times as the Chariot of Ascension. It is the star tetrahedral energy field around the body. All around the world, there are references to this in ancient texts. When activated to its full potential, the Merkaba, which is both a tool and part of your being, can be used to do the impossible, included but not limited to changing dimensions and traveling through the universe. Before Mars was destroyed, they built huge tetrahedral pyramids. They built three, four, and five-sided pyramids, eventually building a complex that was able to build a synthetic Merkaba. After a million years or so, it's been eroded, but the proof is there. Now, because the Martians were severed from the unity consciousness, they couldn't create a living Merkaba. They simply used it as a tool. They created a synthetic Merkaba to travel in time and find a new home. A small group of Martians tried to get away from Mars before it was destroyed, and that place they found was Earth, about 65,000 years in our past. They saw this little vortex sitting there, just pulling in life, with no one in it. They didn't ask permission. Being part of the Lucifer experiment, they just said, all right, let's do it. And they stepped onto that vortex, and in doing so, they joined and changed our evolutionary path.
Thoth's father, Thom, was one of the Nakals who set up Atlantis on the island of Udal. That island, the top of the Tree of Life, was the brain of Atlantis, and on it was a small city called Poseidon. This city is what Plato was discussing when he said that Poseidon bore ten children, the ten circles on the Tree of Life. Poseidon was made of three rings painted in black, red, and white stones, and it was the symbol for Atlantis. The inner circle represented the Nakals. The middle circle were the priesthood, called the Maya, and the outer circle represented the regular people of Atlantis. We'll come back to this down the road. There were only a few thousand Martians who came to Earth through the synthetic Merkaba. The first thing they did when they arrived in Atlantis was try to take over the continent. <laughs> they tried to declare war and Gangster. invade. However, they're all like, fucking, hey, peace, guys. Nah, psych, we got guns. Yeah, they're like, fuck you. They were vulnerable due to their small numbers compared to the millions of Atlanteans, and we finally subdued them. We were able to stop them from conquering us, but we could not send them back. When this happened on our evolutionary path, we now had the planetary consciousness of a 14-year-old girl. The Martians were an incredibly male species and also very old. So what you had was a 14-year-old girl being taken over by a 60 or 70-year-old man. We had no choice in the matter. The Martians just stepped in and said, like it or not, we're here. They didn't care what we thought or felt about it. Really, it was no different from what the settlers of North America did to the Native Americans. Once the initial conflict was over, it was agreed that the Martians would try and understand this female thing they lacked. This emotional feeling, which they had none of at all. Things more or less settled for a while, but the Martians slowly began to implement their left-brain technologies, which the Atlanteans knew nothing about. One after the other, the Martians kept putting out these left-brain inventions, until the Atlanteans slowly began to see things through their left brain. We slowly began to become a male species. The Martians gained control, bit by bit, until eventually they had all of the power, as was their intention. The animosity between Atlanteans and the Martians never subsided, not even till the end of Atlantis. They hated each other. The Atlanteans were shoved down and treated like inferiors. It was like a marriage that the female component didn't like, but the male component didn't really care if she liked it or not. It remained this way for a very long time, until about 26,000 years ago, when the next phase slowly began. Okay, so, Martians came... And they, it wasn't as rapey as I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to get rapey immediately, but I guess that comes along. And because they're stuck here. And um, so they just kind of moved in, turned into a bad marriage type of situation. And then the Martians mingled with the Lumerians and the, the Mayans and all of these. I guess everybody was a Lumerian at this point, right? In this theory? No. Besides the Martians? No. No? Those were just the original people that left and then came back yeah, the, to Atlantis. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then there was the Hebrews and then the Martians, remember? Mm. All right, all right. Before we continue, we have to talk about polar shifts. See, in the 1930s, Edgar Cayce was channeling information for a geologist Boom. when he stopped and he said... There's something you should know. In the near future, the Earth's poles are going to shift. Casey was a brilliant man with a very strong connection to higher dimensions, where he communicated with other beings for the human race. Ultimately, it was because of his channelings that the belief system called New Age was created. This is again just putting what he was doing into boxes of understanding, because no one else understood what he was doing at that time. Nevertheless, when Casey talked, people listened. Geologists began exploring the possibility of a polar shift, and they found something remarkable. A string of major pieces of evidence came forth and lent tremendous weight to what Casey was saying, and they have now changed the world's view on the subject. Scientists believed that if there was going to be a physical pole shift, there would also be a change in the magnetic poles. Through studying lava beds, geologists were able to see where the planetary magnetics were when the lava beds hardened at certain depths. 
they found that the earlier magnetic poles were not where they were now, but in Hawaii. The last shift that took place was 13,000 years ago, and we will get there in the story soon. They did another test and found that it had shifted again 26,000 years ago as well. Scientists also learned that polar shifts happen very quickly. In a single day, the magnetics would do a complete flip, or turn 90 degrees. There's that number again. And within 24 hours, the sun would be rising differently than it did the previous day. This Damn. So, could you imagine that shit? No, bro. What? <laughs> it's fucking into the world, you know? Yeah. Like, like in, in okay, one day, it's just so, like, shroop. Yeah, but in one day, the fucking... See, what I don't understand is, does the planet change rotation? Uh, I don't think so. It kind no, of... I, I think they're saying it does, and that's the scary part. Because they're saying that it's a magnetic shift... So the magnetic poles shift, and then the sun is fucking rising in a different place the next day. That means a physical fucking shift. If that is the case, we are all fucked. Yeah. Um, I think that it would be worth it to find out. Let me see. And fucking uh, Edgar Casey was crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen he, that much shit about him, but he fucking talked about a bunch of crazy shit. Bro, he was the truth. All passed he, out. He was the... Yeah, he was... They called him the the sleeping, the sleeping prophet, sleeping giant. It's crazy how uh, how it happens, you know. It's crazy how like one person can just be like, be able to fucking get in tune like that, you know. Yeah, it's a trip. Uh, does a polar shift change Earth's rotation? Let's find out. Um. Polar shift hypothesis, blah, blah, blah. The rapid shifts on local poles. The axis of rotation creating calamities such as floods and tectonic events. So, yeah. So it, do, I, it doesn't change the... It doesn't change, like, the direction of rotation, but it changes Bro, no, the axis. No, that is what it's saying. It's that, saying that the, uh, the tectonic plates shift. Yeah. That, that means the crust, what we fucking sit and live on. That shit starts moving and ends up somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that means the end of everything. Unless you live in the fucking ocean, there's no getting around it. Yeah. That's, that's hardcore. Bye-bye. So we, we better hope for fucking only a magnetic shift or some shit. Yeah. And I, don't even know if, I don't even know if that's possible, but holy shit. Yeah, and uh, and it's what every thirteen thousand years it happens. Well, the last one happened thirteen thousand years ago, and if look up um, what they're saying, uh, the magnetic field looks like right now. It's it's supposed to be the smooth looking thing, and right now it's twisted the fuck up. Um, uh... current just look up like current magnetic field or something like that, or like. Oops. Oh no. Oh no. It's uh I don't know. Yeah, it it's supposed to be doing it. I don't know. <laughs> it's supposed to like they'll talk about it right here. They'll show you a little bit more. All right. Well, we're almost done with part 1. Shift has happened hundreds of times. They're leaving a lot of uh leaving a lot of cliffhangers for our part 2 and part 3. Thanks guys.
I know. Over the last 100 million years on Earth, but it's speeding up now and happening faster and faster. Now only 13,000 years between each shift. A whole new viewpoint is beginning to be understood. From space, would this not appear as a pulse? Now, there's a lot more to talk about with pulses, but I'm going to give you the basics. A scientist named Charles Hapgood was studying this at great detail because the leading theory behind what caused polar shifts was still underdeveloped at the time. He came up with a theory that demonstrated to be possible through various experiments. Through these experiments, they learned that the surface of the Earth, the crust, could slip over the main mass of the Earth, which continues its rotation as if nothing happened. Holy the crust shit. would rotate and spin out of control until eventually it settles again in a new location aligned with the new magnetics. Holy During shit. this time, there are massive earthquakes and tsunamis and devastations that rock the world. Yeah. Doesn't that sound a bit like the destruction described in the Book of Revelations? Now, I don't want to freak anyone out. Besides Edgar Cayce's... Too late! Many other ancient prophecies, including Nostradamus and Mayan prophecies, have talked about polar shifts in one way or another. And modern science is becoming increasingly aware that there is going to be a polar shift in our near future, which is lining... Damn. See, but keep playing it. Keep playing it. ...up with our consciousness shift, though they don't take that aspect into account. It's funny, actually. A while back, NOVA did two reports on polar shifts, and both times, NASA shut them down. Then recently, NOVA released a new video called Earth's Magnetic Storm. That video shows all of the evidence for pole shifts without actually using the words pole shift. It's almost as if a specific company doesn't want us knowing about this and the evidence that's been brought forth. Yeah. Polar shifts are directly related to the magnetics of the planet as well. Planetary magnetics are supposed to look like this, but the reality is much different. Our magnetics have been weakening over the last 500 years or so, and Did today they yeah. look a little more like this. It was the magnetics becoming more and more warped that's causing many of the problems we've seen in the last 20 years. Birds follow the magnetics of the planet to migrate, and they'd be ending up in places they shouldn't be. Whales were continually beaching themselves in the 90s because they followed these magnetics, which led them to land where there should have been water. As for humans, you know how on the night of the full moon there are more rapes, murders, and violent crimes than any other night of the lunar cycle? Well, the moon affects the magnetics of the Earth, slightly. But the magnetics are so warped right now, it's affecting how we think and act as a planet. Our collapse of social structure is related to the geomagnetics of the Earth. Or perhaps it's the other way around. Crazy. So, it could be. It could be us fucking up the magnetics, or it could be the magnetics fucking with us. But either way, if that is a legit graph that shows that the magnetics of the Earth are all fucking warped and fucked up, it's horrible right now. It's crazy. That's bad. And how all the whales have been beaching themselves and shit. I hope it doesn't happen in our lifetime. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and we were cutting it really fucking close. Yeah. You <laughs> we know, might like, we might not even make it to part three of this. This is the most uh, fucked up thing about being an adult. Man, and like, this is why I don't know? watch shit like this, Joey. <laughs> yeah, I don't, <laughs> I just want to be a kid and never grow up. I don't want to grow up. I'm yeah. a Toys R Us kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like think about it, bro. Like this is some gnarly shit. And you know, I we we keep getting all these massive earthquake warnings for Southern California, and I'm living out here, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, yeah. like I'm always on my toes, like thinking like I'm gonna fucking my house is gonna collapse on me in my sleep and shit. Like I'm constantly like worrying about dumb shit like this. You know what, Joey? Just take a breath and here, eat this. Yeah. Nice. There you go. Just relax, okay? Everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. Okay. I remember. All right. I need one for myself. Oh shit! I'm out of fucking member berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. No! 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 Yeah. Think about it, dude. This is some gnarly shit, man. Yeah. I definitely don't want to live through a, a physical pole shift. Fuck no. Well, maybe, but no, probably not. If you, if, if we have like. If we have some type of uh, 
airships. You know? Yeah. Like, let's say we get some type of solar airships that are like a fucking giant Airbus, like some shit we've seen in the movies. You know, that'll hold like a fucking uh, million people per ship or some shit or whatever. And we get majority of populations up in the air. We'll be good. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, just like all the movies, we'll just be living on giant fucking giant space worlds that have everything. Until the shit stops, and then we can come back down, you know? Mm-hmm. The only other option is, like, be in the ocean, but that won't work unless you're underwater. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't be on the water, especially if there's causing fucking thousand-foot tsunamis or whatever. You know, like, if a, if a whole continent moves... The whole ocean moves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like everything's it's not fucked. it's not a wave. You gotta be it's, away. You gotta be out and away. It's the entire body of yeah, water. How they said it and especially how they showed it. And just think about the earth the earth's crust separating and just spinning around the earth. And just fucking doing like a whoop whoop whoop. Well <laughs> well hopefully like how a sock like fucking spins around inside your shoe. Yeah, what they're saying is like the crust breaks off the mantle. Which it basically is. The inside spins, you know, the core or whatever. The fucking mantle is kind of stuck. And we're, like, sitting on top of it. Yeah. And then we, like, break loose and fucking just slide. If the whole crust stays a hole and just spins as a hole, then we're probably all right, maybe. No. There's still be... Well, yeah, we might be able... some, Some might be able to live through it. You know, yeah, there might, yeah, there might be like the human race might be okay, but yeah, 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 uh, us probably not. <laughs> yeah, but, no, yeah, no, because like think about this: if something like that happens, bro, if if uh, if we break off where we're at, think about what is fueled like uh, Yosemite, you know, like um, what's the big volcano, the super volcano, Yellowstone. Yeah, right. You know, something is. Uh, powering that from underneath the magma or whatever we move across that shit what that shit just blows it up or like yeah you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you gotta think about all this i know shit, yeah you know? It, like, it creates new volcanoes in new what? places of the world yes and then when it volcanoes. and then when it does it shoots that part of the earth's crust up into the sky fucking like a mile up and then it comes down and giant pieces of rock stick in the ground just like you see at the pinnacles here in california there's a volcano where half of it is a hundred miles away from the other half because the plate moved over, you know, fucking thousands of years and shit. And there's big giant skyscraper sized rocks that came from the sky and fell into the ground after an explosion. And that could be after a polar shift, after everything moves around and then new volcanoes push through the surface. There's too much shit that you gotta think about. It gets crazy. Yeah. That's why this is a three parter. Yeah, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be back talking about this on Tuesday of next week. And we're going to be back for all new Throwback Thursday now in a couple days. Yeah. So there it is. We love you guys. Don't freak out. And we hope that we see you uh, for part two. Hope for no shift until part two. That's right. Natural Habitat Recordings.